Welcome to Tiny Awakenings, where I, your host, Reagan Williams, share my unedited aha moments, offering solutions to life's problems or new interpretations of the typical. Essentially, I'm sharing with you verbal journal entries I've recorded over the past year in hopes that only one of us has to go through tough situations to learn these simple lessons. But hey, maybe we're learning and growing together. And for that, I thank you. Today's unedited tiny awakening is about pushing my insecurities to take their grimy hands off the steering wheel and take a backseat in my life. Let's listen. Like a lot of people just tell me like, oh, like, cause you know, I do public speaking and I'm like the person that loves to like get people together who don't know each other. And like, I don't know. I, I think I come aco- across way more confident than I am. Um, and there's certain things that I'm confident about. And that's the reason why I can do that. But like, I, there's so many things I need to work on and different scripts that I need to write about who I am what value I have and just all of those, all those good things. And, um, I like to give this analogy that like my insecurities used to be in the front seat, like both hands on the steering wheel, full throttle, um, play, like turning the music up and down full in in full control of the air conditioning, like, just going on a highway, passing life by, passing by opportunities that I wanted to take. But there was something about it that just didn't let my insecurity flourish, right? Like whether it be, oh, this person like can't love me. Like, are you kidding me? Or this like thing, I love doing it, but I can't do it because I have to show my body and I hate my body. Or like, you know, like I'm... I'm a woman, like I'm not supposed to really do that. That's not like cool. That's not uniform for me. Like black people don't have access to that. Like I don't deserve access to that. Like, you know, like I'm gay. I'm going to go to hell. God hates me. I'm like stripped of my fucking womanhood. Like just all these really weird, creepy, sad things that like I've thought about myself just over time that really took the front wheel seat of like, really really encouraging me to crash you know like your your insecurities aren't just this isn't like a smooth luxury vehicle (laughs) like no your insecurities picked the jacked up dump truck um put you in it and it's and it's pressing the gas over every bump you know turning really crazy curves hitting people that you love along the way pumping the brakes when someone's giving you the go and every fucking green flag in the world to be part of their life, to be part of their universe, to love and to hold all that good stuff. Like you just miss out on so many good things. And I think along the way, I started to realize like, ooh, like this, this son of a bitch needs to, like, I at least need to get the air conditioning back. I at least need to start playing my own music and going at the beat of my own drum and I need to like slowly kind of like you know coax sus out of the freaking car so I can like get in the driver's seat and I think I am finally like in the driver's seat of my life but I'm gonna be really honest like my insecurities is as much as I feel like I'm in control most days I know for a fact 
thousand percent that my insecurities are still in the passenger seat, whispering in my ear, telling me like, mm, are you sure you want to take that right hand turn at this light? <laughs> like, I don't know. You might mess this one up. Like, I don't know. Maybe you should keep this job. Like, maybe there's no other opportunities out there for you right now. You know, like, mm, I don't know. Maybe like this is all you're like really worth. Like, maybe you should stay here. Maybe you should put this in park and just stay here for a second and then see if this is like really really gonna waste your time you think it's gonna waste your time but like let's really really see (laughs) like i know that my insecurities are still talking to me but it's my insecurities have taken different seats in the car and i'm never gonna give my insecurities the the steering wheel again like that's, that's my hope is that it's, it's always going to be sitting there. It might be like this full grown adult who occasionally like knocks me upside my head and like, you know, tries to take back control. But as long as it's a passenger seat and then, you know, a little passenger seat driver and then it turns into, you know, somebody, something in the back seat, kind of like you can kind of can't really hear it as well, you know? And then it becomes like the little kid in in the in the booster seat to sleep. Like that's that's how I think about like what I want out of my life. Like because my insecurities were so in control and they're so they're still very much in existence. <laughs> they're thriving and living and breathing things that are inside me telling me to live my life a certain way. Um, I ignore them more and more and more and more. But um, I don't know. I feel like in some ways, erring on the side of caution is supposed to protect me. But there are so many negative and toxic things that I have to do to, to tell myself that I don't deserve the life that I'm that I'm looking for. Uh, and I think I'm able to come off very, very confident because I am in the driver's seat and maybe it's a little bit harder. Like you got to get in the car now. <laughs> you got to get in the car. Like, oh, like she doesn't think she's like the shit. Like she, oh, <laughs> like she doesn't really feel pretty or sexy or like, oh, interesting. You know, it's not like super obvious you you gotta really really get get in my bubble and then you realize like I might and a really really good friend I think my favorite my favorite friends were just so affirming and loving of one another that like every time I'm like in their space I come out and I feel more confident about myself I feel much more alive and well and breathing like even if it's they don't even really have to fully communicate like anything like super sweet or nice to me, even though I'm very sentimental and I'm very much like a caretaker and a protector of the people that are around me. Like, it's just this feeling of like knowing like it's Reagan needs a hug right now. Like I never feel like I'm being weird or strange with like certain friends. Like if I need physical touch or I need words of affirmation or I need that quality time, like I can just ask for any and all of those things. And I'm learning to accept all of those things. And like, that's like just a beautiful 
art of friendship is just filling in the gaps and encouraging each other to just like tell that part of us to shut that evil, dark, sick, sadistic part of ourselves that just wants us to crash and burn and that's afraid to live life and to to thrive, to just be quiet because we can be screaming at the top of our lungs, holding onto the steering wheel, driving, you know, doing our thing, but it's hard. It's hard to ignore that thing sometimes. And I think a good friend and just good people around you are just like going to constantly remind you like, hey, you're driving in the right direction. Hey, like you're in the driver's seat. Hey, like I see you slip in, friend, like you're you're giving in a little too, too much. You're not playing your music anymore. You're looking really, really uncomfortable and not in alignment with where you said you wanted to go. Like this is not the route to your destination. And it's important to have people there to check your blind spots and to just really be there and like root for you and love you and let them love on you. Um, so it feels good. It feels good to have my highest self in the car next to my lowest self. And for my lowest self to become smaller and smaller and smaller and have less and less authority. There it is. Listening back to this, I'm making it sound so simple, but I still can stand beside this analogy. I think it's on point and I do believe that we can get by with a little help from our friends and our support system, but it's not that easy in practice. I think it's about checking to see where you are, what you have control over, what you're relinquishing control over. What are you, um, where are you giving into fear? Where are you giving into your insecurities? And sometimes that'll, that area of your life will change. Um, which I think ties this really well into my next not so tiny awakening. If you've enjoyed this tiny awakening or have just enjoyed the podcast in general, please leave me a review, five star me up, leave a comment, DM me on Instagram at tiny.awakenings and just tell me how you're liking it. Thank you again for learning and growing with me, and I can't wait to hear from you.